forgot the name of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome to another episode of Tall and Short with Tim and Tony. Oh, yeah, that's what we're called. I'm Tony. <laughs> and I'm Tim. <laughs> we're starting strong. We're starting strong. Absolutely. I'm, I'm debating if I want to keep that all in now. Oh, absolutely. That's... <laughs> That's how we're opening every show now. I pointed at you and everything, like, go, and you just steer in the headlights. Uh, <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, uh, that's funny. That that basically just sums up how my brain has been functioning the last three months. Uh, man, you've been, been busy there, been busy there, huh? Yeah, just a little bit. Uh... Uh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, the, I'll skip all of this because Tony's brain's Tony's brain's frazzled. He's got some big stuff going on. So yeah, first child is coming in two weeks. Oh Jesus Christ! Two weeks. not at the time of this recording. It'll, by the time whenever we drop this, his child will be long since um, born. And once Around. again, once again, dude, congratulations. Looking Thank for you. Uh, it's going to be great. I'm You've... looking forward to all the not sleep I will be getting. Like you already didn't get sleep before. It's, right, <laughs> it's going to be worse, though, now. So. <laughs> Alrighty. So. Speaking of horrible creatures. Not you talking about yourself, but hey. But yeah, no. We're going to talk about one of my favorite cryptids of all time. And what actually got me introduced into the world of cryptozoology and paranormal and everything else that goes bump in the night. El Chupacabra. Puma. Warhawk. (laughs) Chupa thingy. Right. 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 Red. Red versus blue fans, everybody. There we go. Yeah, the Chupa thingy. Yeah. Yeah, talking about... How about a griff? (laughs) El Chupacabra. This creature... Out of all, out of all the different little cryptids and everything, is a little near and dear to my heart for quite a few reasons. It's kind of like how the Jersey Devil is your favorite, mm-hmm. and it's why it's my favorite. As I stated, it was one of the first cryptids that I actually got to learn about, and it was the product of obsession for years. You could ask my parents or anybody that I grew up with, like Chupacabra was my baby, <laughs> my Chupa baby. Yet you were the whitest man I know. I know. You're whiter than I am. <laughs> I, don't, I don't agree to those terms. But another thing about the chupacabra is that it's also, you know, not a big creature compared to other larger beasts like Bigfoot or Loch Ness Monster. It's fairly small. It's a fairly smaller creature. I've heard sizes of chupacabra ranging from like a house cat to like, I think I've heard like a full on like wolf. Or a bear or something. Yeah, but, like a large predatory animal. Yeah, like, that's that's about it. They're for the most part not they're not very big. Like yeah. Bigfoot ranges from six feet to ten feet, and Nessie's like twenty to forty feet long, depending. Yeah. But that's that on the size. And then finally, it's a fairly modern cryptid because mm-hmm. Bigfoot has been around for supposedly centuries and in multiple countries, mm-hmm. whereas Nessie, yeah, she's only been around for about. Couple centuries as well. Old Nessie! Nice segue. I nice actually segue. even have it said in their speaking Scottish accent. Of course you do. <laughs> Tim, you're slightly extra. <laughs> do you expect anything less from me? 
I'd be concerned if I didn't. (laughs) Now, the first report of the chupacabra from a woman named Madeline Tolentino describes it as being between three to four feet tall, piercing red eyes, sharp fangs, long claws, scaly skin with short grayish brown fur on top, like a thin layer, like our hair on our head, a prominent row of spikes on its back, no tail, and powerful hind legs that allow the creature to leap away. (laughs) (laughs) You good there? I'm just so so amazed by the description of this animal. Chupacabra just leaped off the chest. (laughs) Another leaping creature. We just talked about, we just talked about Spring-Heeled Jack last time, so apparently I've got a jumping thing going on here. That's because you're short. Shut up. (laughs) Well, it's called tall and short. You're the tall one, I'm the short one. It works out. You gotta jump up to my level. (laughs) And this was the, but this was the image of the chupacabra for me. This alien looking creature that was just something unseen by anyone. Other descriptions have also included, you know, wings, skin flaps, like squirrels, like flying squirrels, or even long lizard tails, which at the time when I was Thinking all this, I was like, ooh, that's like regional variations. Like the Puerto Rico ones, your stereotypical looking big head, eyes, and spikes sort of thing. But then, like, you go like Nicaragua, and it has uh, wings. All just changes based on it. And they, I've seen illustrations. People have done different, like, what they call regional variations, which oh, yeah. were pretty cool looking. Those are always fun to look at. Oh, absolutely. But then, recently, as the mid-2000s, there were, especially in the American Southwest... There have been reports of chupacabras looking a bit more canine in appearance instead of this alien gargoyle-looking creature. Yeah. With having gray, leathery blue skin, uh, somewhat gaunt and malnourished-looking, pronounced spine, and then long, spindly tails. And I've seen... We've all seen those photos. We've all seen the dead creatures, the videos of them running around. It's like, those are pretty fucking creepy creatures. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no doubts on that one. And before I get into the, some of the meat of this topic, I actually came across a couple of tangents. I find little side stories about some, like when I did the... New rabbit hole. I did. Okay. Because I la- there's some fun stuff in about this, and I was like, ah, this is interesting. You chupacabra hold. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to incorporate that into a joke, but yeah. Yeah, I don't either, but it just sounds funny. Like in the 1970s, in the small town of Moca, Puerto Rico... There were reports of livestock being drained of blood. Locals thought that this was the work of satanic cults performing their rituals and that sort of thing. But apparently there was a lot more livestock that was being drained of their blood than what would be necessary for a quote-unquote ritual or a sacrifice. People actually believed that there was an unknown creature called El Vampiro de Mocha, the Vampire of, of Mocha going about leaving small circular incisions in the bodies. That's the first one. I couldn't find much on that one. Second one is that there actually is a real creature that, among its other names, is called Goat Sucker. And it's not what you'd think. I want you to give a guess. What do you think the real Goat Sucker is? Well, my first guess would be a vampire bat, but too small. Because they're like a couple inches big. Mm-hmm. Coyotes, maybe. Uh, panther, maybe. You're going big and predatory. I mean, I would think. I mean, 
And it's in Central South America area, Nicaragua, Colombia. They're down there. They're this this creature. This 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 actual goat sucker is down in those areas. I. If you don't have any ideas, I'll tell you. Give me a hint. (sighs) Nocturnal. But that's not going to help because that's that also a bunch of creatures. Yeah, that narrows it down to <laughs> all of the Amazon jungle. If I give you, I have only one word that'll make you go, oh. And then I'm going to make you go, oh. I got one word. You want it? Sure. Feathers. Owls? <laughs> not too far off. I'll, I'll get right to it, though. It's a bird. It's a bird called a nightjar. N i g h t j a r. I know what they are. Yeah, they're a goofy looking bird with a big mouth, but they are found over all the world. Like we're talking Greece and Greece, Italy, South America, good portion of Europe, most of the world, minus some islands and the Antarctic and the Arctic, obviously. <clears throat> but there's actually a folklore behind the bird where it was thought they would they would swoop out into the night. And suckle milk out of goats. In fact, their scientific name is Capra Molgadei, which is Latin for goat sucker. I, I'm done. Okay. <laughs> oh, he's going out the door. Nope. Get back here, Tony. <laughs> that is. That's ancient folklore, dude. That goes back centuries. I'm trying to think as a. If you're a farmer in Colombia or Nicaragua and you're just walk, walking out and you're like, oh, the goats are making a weird noise. There's a bird on the on the goat udder. <laughs> I don't even know what my reaction would be. Like, do I grab it? Do I shoo the bird away? What do I do? <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. No, I wasn't. I'd not even I wouldn't have been in the realm. Yeah, it's just an old folklore. I don't know if they actually do do that, but people may have thought the birds did that. Yeah, you know how people how how primitive man has had a bunch of weird superstitions. Oh yeah, like how owls are harbingers of doom and death. Just because no, that's just the Mothman. <laughs> Go back a couple more. But back to the back to everything at hand. Back to the chupa thingies. We want the yeah we want the main dish here. We want our chupacabra. Uh, for roughly five to six years, you know, the remainder of the 90s, from 1995 was when the first reports were made, 95, Yep. to the beginning of the 2000s, farmers throughout Latin America, Puerto Rico, Chile, pretty much everything Mexico South, yeah. <clears throat> and some of the southern states like Florida and Texas. New Mexico and Arizona, too, which, if I remember right. Of course, it may have just been Florida man going about doing his thing. No, oh, that was just Florida man's Tuesday afternoons. Pretty much. But everybody in those, in the, throughout Latin America and some of the southern states reported finding some of their livestock, mainly goats and chickens, mm-hmm. dead and depleted of blood. Most of the dead livestock were almost always described as having puncture wounds in the neck. And this is when people claimed that the chupacabra was all to blame. Yep. In fact, it actually got its name from from a Puerto Rican comedian. I forgot his name off the top of my head, but that's how it, he was just making a joke like El Chupacabra, and that's how it came. That's how the name came to be because goats were dead and drained of blood. And he's like, "Oh, it's a goat sucker. That's what it is." 
Modern cryptids require modern reasoning. <laughs> but then, suddenly in the early 2000s, this is when people began to witness the more dog-like variations of what they mm-hmm. thought were chupacabras. We've seen photos, we've seen videos, and these creatures do exist. Yep. Like, for sure they do, and they have made their rounds on the internet plenty times over. I have seen... Dozens and dozens and hundreds. And I've also... And I remember seeing also, like, you know, photos of the... Of the dead animals, you know, the the depleted, the, yeah, the exsanguinated the carca- goats yeah, and the, the carcasses and the, and the prey. <clears throat> yep, all of that. Hell, people have even shot and killed or captured some of these creatures. Mm-hmm. I've seen that too. I've seen the like the photos of the dead bodies, the long kangaroo-looking legs on these dead dog-looking creatures. Some even wound up being inconclusive, though, on what they were because... Well, after they were shot, killed, and photographed, they were tossed in the trash. Of course, because the, why would you need to keep it for It's a varmint! We don't need it. Yeah. Others wound up being dogs or coyotes. In a couple of cases, a raccoon or two. Yep. I've seen those. And they all had a severe case of mange and malnourishment. Yep. Mm-hmm. In fact, one of my favorite things, I <clears> wish <throat> I could go see it, and I need to at some point... There's a preserved and taxidermied specimen of the dog-like chupacabra down in Blanco, Texas. Nice. Which is down near, which is down in central Texas. Yeah, probably south central area. Yep. I actually wanted to go down there at some point just just to see it cuz I've seen it I've seen it on uh television and everything in the internets and read the articles about it all the time. <laughs> And I, here's actually something crazy. I told you that Chupacabra was near and dear to my heart. Mm. Turns out I have a couple of connections to it. Are you a Chupacabra? I am not. I am not a Chupacabra, despite what you're thinking. I know I'm weird looking. Yeah, no. I'm weird looking, but I ain't that weird looking. But, but, but a few years back, uh, my mom's cousin, mm-hmm. who lives out in western Texas, somewhere south of Lubbock. Okay. Okay, yeah. She Lubbock. actually claimed that she saw one of the American Southwest Chupacabras. Like, nice. Yeah. Uh, and I've been out that area. We I went to go visit her with my family some time ago. And I've been out that direction and multiple times. if too. you're familiar with that area, it there's not a lot of greenery out there. It's a lot of dead man's land. Dirt, dirt. Dirt. Dirt and brush. Cattle farm, dirt. Yep. Dirt. There ain't much out there. It's like no. south of Lubbock, post-Texas. Any Texas listeners will know what I'm talking about. I, I had family that lived on the, just on the border of New Mexico and Texas, on the New Mexico side. That was a boring drive. There's not a lot there. Oh my There's god. There's not. <laughs> I mean. I'm not even sorry. Like. No. I'm not. I am not sorry to Texas listeners. They understand. They're like, yeah, no, we get it. It's no. <laughs> but she, but she said that she saw it running across the ground one day, and then it bounded away off into the brush. Hmm. She told my mom, and my mom told me, and I drew it out. Of course, I was like, ah. She said that, it, and I just, I looked off like a picture of a bounding, like a a coyote or whatever running. Yeah. And then I just drew it without the fur, and I was like, there it is. Because uh, I was curious. I was like, ah, let's see what it looks like. And I don't think I told you this. I actually had an encounter. 
No shit. Yeah. I actually witnessed what people think is the American Southwest Chupacabra. This was some years ago. I want to say 2016-ish. It was winter, that was for certain, because a lot of the ground up in northwest Oklahoma, where I was at at the time, was yellow, barren, and there was still some snow, I think, on the ground. Yeah. It's been a while, but I was leaving my parents, and I was heading back... Either it was to get onto either it was to get back onto I thirty five to get back to Norman, or it was to go to go to Tulsa. Yeah, one one way or the other. One way or the other, I was leaving. I was leaving my I was leaving my parents, and I was just traveling out in the boonies of Northwest Oklahoma. And as I'm driving, I see what looks like to be a dog like creature, gray skin, just skeletal looking, running in the ditch, then jumping, then bounding across the road. Hmm. I'm driving the speed limit, which was like 50, 60. Yeah. So I did, and my phone was in my pocket. I didn't have time to snap a photo or anything of it. Yeah. But I saw it and I was like, holy shit. I just saw what people describe as a chupacabra. And then he cried tears of joy. I did. (laughs) I was like, I actually got to, I actually got to witness. Check, I can die now. I got to witness (laughs) something. I. I'd never have those opportunities. No, it it seems so few and far between to actually witness one of these, excuse me, you know, a ghost or a cryptid. It's so few, you don't, you you know someone that knows someone that knows someone that saw something. Yeah, it's always, it's always a chain letter. Yeah. And then, but then when it happens to you, it's just like, whoa. Yeah. I've had... One encounter similar to that it wasn't a chupacabra; it was something else. But yeah, but, go ahead and talk about it. We got plenty of time. Uh, it was. Um, I think I've, I'm sure I've told you this: the the ghost in the Miko Armory. Uh, refresh my memory. Um, our mutual friend Ryan, yes. me, and one of my friends from high school. During I was in graphic design and like sort of some cinematography and Votech. So my final project was I had to make a short 15-minute movie. You know, opening credits, end credits, all that. So my friend Ryan and I both thought, eh, let's just do like a Blair Witch Project. Sort of, you know, shaky cam thing. We go to the Mingo Armory that's allegedly haunted, you know, high school rumor sort of thing. Yeah, all the fun stuff. It's a two-story building. Um... And it's used, it's not like it's completely abandoned, but it's not used but once a year for a week or two. We go in, it's humid as hell, it's the middle of August in Oklahoma. Ah. Ink was running off our sheets of paper that, like, not ink we wrote, the ink in the paper was running. I can already guess the smell of the place, too. I'm going to assume that dusty, muggy, stale air. Asbestos. Oh, God. I That's how it's been feeling at work lately, too, because the, there's that, the temperature change is happening soon because mm-hmm. we're moving from, from winter to spring, and that's yeah. when it's a pain. But I can, already dis, I can already imagine the smell and the feel of the place. Yeah. But go on. But two-story building, and I had bought a voice record you know a recorder yeah for because you know that's what ghost hunters use so we turned it on and we talked a little bit you know tried to prompt a ghost to come speak to it yeah and left it in the upstairs and the 
uh, commanding officer's former office. Went downstairs and left it up there the rest of the evening until we took off because it was too hot and we were going to die. Yeah. Um, ran back upstairs, picked it up, um, and then we all sort of went our separate ways. I'm listening through it, and it's you can hear us like very distantly, you know, f- through a room on you know through stairs and on the bottom floor. And then, like in 20, 30 minutes in to the recording, clear as day, you hear a little girl saying "Captain." Just, yeah, just like you know, hey guys, Captain. Okay, I sh- my pants. <laughs> and I think Ryan still has that recording. You know what? We've got to get with him, and I need him to send me. I, I would like to hear this, because I, I'm a genuine skeptic. I, I'm willing to always be like, hmm... May have been this or that because when there's when there's people who go on these ghost shows, mm-hmm. they're they're always talking to locals or there's always these ghost hunters and they talk to locals and locals pull Scooby Doo shit on them all the time. They yeah. do the ghosts, they bang stuff around, they make the scary voices just to fuck with these kids mm-hmm. because that's what Ratings. you do. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun to mess with kids who are just like, oh, I'm gonna go ghost hunting, and they always go to you know the old crotchety folks who have stories to tell, mm-hmm. then those people get together like, well, they're in there. Let's go get them. Mm-hmm. And the kids run screaming, pissing their pants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were those kids, but there was no, like, you know, the town didn't know we were there. Like, we had to have an officer, like, unlock the door and let us in. So you got permission to go into the building. Yes, because it was, the building was not condemned, but it was a hazard because of, I think it was actually asbestos in that building. You might want to go get Chet, dude. It was minimal, but it was enough to... The Department of Environmental Quality. Mm. So I had I had their phone numbers on speed dial on my phone for about three months. Yeah. Anyway, chupa thingy. Yeah, but... <laughs> Tangent. But despite despite, you know, my hopes and everything else... As the son of an avid hunter and outdoorsman, mm-hmm. I did figure that this was nothing more than a mangy coyote. Yeah. Like, right. I, when you see something that is stripped of all of its fur, it, it looks incredibly alien. alien. Because yeah. we're used to seeing coyotes with these big, puffy, bushy tails. So seeing a long, spindly thing underneath is like, whoa. That's that's not a dog. That's yeah. A, that's a chupacabra. The same went for my mom's cousin. Yeah. Just nothing more than another mangy coyote that was oh, yeah. also malnourished. Yeah. Eh, despite everything about this creature, you know, what I hoped, that's what it is. It's nothing more than a creature of fiction. Which sucks, because... It's such a cool-looking <laughs> monster. It's such a, it's something that has truly been unseen by anything. You go back and look at all the different bestiaries and registers of of everything... It doesn't match anything. It doesn't no. look like a stereotypical gargoyle. It doesn't look like a dragon. It doesn't look like anything natural. Yeah. And there's so, like you said, there's so many variations of it. You know, from a mangy looking coyote to straight up an alien with the gargoyle wings. Like, the spectrum on this thing is so wide. And I think that's what's so interesting about it is 
it's so bizarre and it's so alien that you can describe something and call it a chupacabra as long as it has like two things that are similar to something else. Yeah, sure. That, that catches, that lines up. Man, th- this creature was also a creature of the internet. Because I remember mm-hmm. when my family got our first computer back in 2003. So, reports of Chupacabra have been around for eight years at this point. Yeah. Eight years of Chupacabra. And there's all the different reports of it. There's all the, And there was so much art online of just what God, people there thought there was. Just all these hand-drawn images on, like, DeviantArt <clears throat> and all the different mm-hmm. blogs. Oh, God, DeviantArt. Um, take, I'm aging myself on this one. Yeah. Ow, that hurt. And then I even saw people who did some early photoshops where mm-hmm. there was, like, this really fuzzy-looking, what they claim, what people claim was a chupac. Like, it was a photo of a tree, and then they took, uh, they made, like, a fuzzy-looking, like, long-furred, spiked creature and they put it up there. And I was like, well, that's pretty cool. That might be true. That might be a thing. But at the time when I was younger, I was like, photo, I didn't think of photo editing when mm. I was younger. Nobody ever does when they're younger. It's like that that magic, that imagination is is alive and well. Yeah. But that does, it does make a question of how did the initial appearance of the Chupacabra come to be? Apparently night jars. No, <laughs> no, that's just the, that's just the <laughs> legend on that one. But like the... The you know the alien rose rose of spikes down the back. Yeah, but... How'd that come out? It just and it just suddenly appeared in 1995. This is actually what led to some people thinking that it was an escaped lab experiment. Yeah, because we were still in the Roswell Area 51 panic. Yeah, we were in that area, and plus this was also at a time when the world was not connected at all. So there was a lot of speculation as to what this thing was. Others but thought it was we... a demon. But we had the X Files. We did, and they actually did have an episode on the yes, Chupacabra, but it didn't actually feature the creature. It, yeah, it, it was a weird episode. That I, was the only one I ever watched expecting to see Chupacabra. I was like, well, okay. Well, it's like they did an episode of the Jersey Devil, and instead of being a big demon creature, it was a primitive humanoid. Mm-hmm. Like a cavewoman sort of situation. Yep. Back to this creature. Remember Madeline Tolentino, the first person who claimed to have witnessed the Chupacabra? Yep. Her description of the creature is an almost, if not exact, pinpoint match to Sill, the primary character in the 1995 film Species. You ever seen it? Yes. Son of a bitch. That is such... That movie... Uh, for being in 1995, it held up. Like it still mm-hmm. holds up. It's actually it was actually a box office success. And going back, it had a very star-studded cast. I mean, you had Ben Kingsley, Alfred Molina, Marg Helgenberger, Forrest Whitaker, just mm-hmm. to name four big name four of the big names. I'll even add further star power to it. Sill's alien form was designed by H.R. Geiger. Oh, wow. Who helped create the Xenomorphs from the Alien franchise. Yep. And you can see that influence when you go back and watch. Oh, yeah. I mean, you you drop the name H... H.R. Geiger. Yeah, H.R. Geiger. I mean, that's just an entire genre you can you already things. You can already imagine it. When you hear his name, you know what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Now, for those who are unfamiliar with the movie, Species is a 1995 sci-fi horror movie about an alien creature that has escaped a secret government facility and is seeking to mate with people to produce its offspring. Giggity. While also being hunted by government officials. Not giggity. Nope. And if you look at Syl's alien appearance, 
She has claws, leathery skin, a row of spines down her back, a very elongated head, large eyes. All hallmarks of the original Chupacabra description by Tolentino. Who believed that the events in the movie were actually happening in Puerto Rico at the time. So, while the creature's initial description is pretty cool sounding, like, wow, this is something we've never seen before, it's very much a fake creature. We've definitely seen it before in a movie. In a movie that wound up having a having three films in a franchise. Yeah. I remember seeing that movie when I remember seeing that movie when I was a kid. Oh, I had nightmares. Well, that's a disappointment. <laughs> Your Chupacabra is just a movie thing. Oh. Yeah. Which, it hurt. It really did. Like, I, I was... When that realization was made years ago, I, I've known about that since, and I've looked... Because it came out in 2011 that was revealed that, oh, it was just a misidentification of a movie creature. And this is why Tim drinks at night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Damn it, they killed them real. Yeah, they did. <laughs> but it 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 definitely made me feel sad. I just yeah. It was like, man, my favorite iteration of the chupacabra is nothing more than a movie monster. But despite everything, the chupacabra has certainly captured the public imagination. Yeah, like absolutely. there is no doubts. It's I mean, movies are made about it. It's the main antagonist in movie and oh, yeah. creature feature movies. Oh, yeah. I mean, there are countless examples of pop culture ranging from music to film to television, books. In fact, one of the first times I remember the Chupacabra appearing in media, and this, I, I didn't, you know, put two and two together because, you know, I was a kid at mm-hmm. the time. I was, I was like four when it came out. Uh, was Dexter's Lab. In 1997... There was an episode called Got Your Goat. No, I, yep, I Where, remember. Yeah, Dexter and Dee Dee traveled to South America to find Charlie, an escaped experiment from Dexter. And at the end of the episode, it was discovered Charlie was the Chupacabra. Fuck. And I can remember that. I can remember Charlie. You remember what he looks like. Green, little green red sp- eyes, wings, scales. Spiky spikes on his back like the classic big, depiction. Bulbous head. Depict the classic depiction of the Chupacabra. So we're using that as a picture when we release this episode. <laughs> oh yeah, we're going to throw that in there for sure. There's I looked up just to make sure there's there's images. You oh, can yeah. find you can find Charlie. While you're talking, and he was he was created to scare Dee Dee. That was mm-hmm. his initial reason why he was made. I remember the first, like they showed shadows of him moving around. The first time he's like scaring Dee Dee, arms up in the air. Yeah, and Dexter Johnny, and then he just turns around all sweet and innocent, like yep. da da. God, wow, oh god, I feel so old. There's a memory for you. <laughs> But I didn't even put two and two together when I was a kid. I was just like, oh, it's a cool little creature. But, and then throughout it, Je- Dexter is just like, Charlie, Charlie. And Dee Dee's like, no, it's yeah, Chupacabra. Yeah, whatever that accent was. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Now, wow. now, while that for me was one of the first, and that was in 1997, so like two years after the initial reports. So already Chupacabra was gaining headway into pop culture. Mm-hmm. But here's actually one that I don't even think you would, I don't think you know about, but I could be wrong. 
this is one of the first times I actually, I consider this the true moment that I fell in love with this creature that put me in the world of cryptozoology. This one in particular. Back in the early 2000s, there was an online game called Steppenwolf, the X-Creatures Project. Nope. You'd never heard of it. Nope. It was actually really well done. It was made by a gaming, com- made by a gaming company. I don't know if they exist anymore. That was on uh, Warner Brothers, the, one, the Warner Brothers website. Mm-hmm. So it was owned by WB. Okay. And it follows the adventures of a young reporter named Meg who winds up teaming up with a mysterious scientist who goes by the name Steppenwolf. They travel around the globe look, trying to locate specific legendary monsters. Mokelimimbe, Yeti, Kraken, Chupacabra, just to name a few of them. While also dealing with a shadowy bioengineering company. Mm. Mm-hmm. And one of the creatures, this was in the, about 2003, 2004 when I got my first computer. Then this was when I came across this series. One of the creatures I had to look for was a Chupacabra. But this depiction was a little bit different. For one, this chupacabra was a green, impish-looking demon with, like, large horns on the back of its head, pointed ears, and wings that was also under the control of a cult down in Puerto Rico who who used it to sacrifice goats and people for power. Hmm. Yeah, there was a lot going to it. Like that—that's it, it. The animation was good. The story was really good. That's the one. That looks. That was my chupacabra for years, dude. Nice. That was my chupacabra. Well, Charlie was my chupacabra. So. <laughs> Different times. Yep. Yeah. That that right there. That's what flung me into the world of cryptozoology, and then I got you know cryptozoology A to Z just to start off. Which you have a copy of as well. Sitting right here in front of me. <laughs> along with the Wizard's Bestiary and North American, or the Field Guide to North American Monsters. Yep. Hey, you got your own copy of the Bestiary. Oh, nice. Yeah. I think like two weeks after I borrowed yours. Nice. But yeah, that that just that was what plunged me into this world. And I look back fondly at it. Because they, mm-hmm. they definitely changed things up. Like... They made the Mokeli Mbembe have, like, horns on its nose and everything. The Kraken wasn't, like... The Kraken was a giant squid, but it just kind of sat there. Then there was a strange creature they kind of created for the series called the Haruka. The Haruka. H-E-R-U-K-A. It is a fucking creepy creature. Like, you have to enc- like you encounter it in, like, the third episode, uh, playing as Steppenwolf. And if you get too close to it, it attacks you in a jump scare. So, yeah, so you're getting scared out of your mind. I love jump scares. And spoiler, because I don't think the the game was played on Flash and rest in peace, Flash animation. Mm -hmm. I the Haruka that we do come across, which is this large, pale, white-looking thing with glowing red eyes, turns out to be Steppenwolf's mutated wife. Adorable. Yeah, spoilers if you are unfamiliar. <laughs> it, it's a little late for spoiler light. Yeah, the, the game is. I been, think we're good. Yeah, I learned. I I went down a lot of crazy stuff. The, the same gaming company that made Steppenwolf also made another game called Arcane, which is how I learned about the Cthulhu mythos. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Which we'll get into in another time. Oh, that's yeah. I'll just let you do that one. At yeah, all that's by definitely. Yourself. <laughs> and that one's mine. Yeah. Now, other examples of the chupacabra appearing in media include Mucha Lucha, mm-hmm. because we have a couple of different chupacabras who were helping evil Santa Claus during the uh, during the Christmas episode. I remember there was a Scooby Doo. Straight to video movie. Oh, uh, yeah, the monster of Mexico. Yep. But this one, it was portrayed as a Bigfoot looking creature, mm-hmm. which I was a little disappointed in that one because I was back when it was, I was back in the mentality of it was, you know, the alien creature. Yeah, it was thing. the Steppenwolf. It wasn't the, it was not the Bigfoot looking creature. It wasn't a dog like creature. It was the alien demon creature. Yeah. Uh, Jackie Chan Adventures had one. Uh-huh. Where El Toro Fuerte got turned into a werewolf-like creature, like the Chupacabra went with werewolf. Finds out of his wrestling outfit. Uh-huh. Yep, and, and he could, couldn't go into the sun because it would turn it would turn into dust. <laughs> why are we talking about? All, why are we aging ourselves like this? That's it's something I like doing because we have these creatures. I don't. I don't. We have I these don't creatures care that you're younger than me. Shut up. By two Tyler. years. Exactly. Shut, <laughs> shut up, you toddler. <laughs> That's what I love about this stuff is that we talk about a lot of a lot of topics we have. They have gone into the pop culture, and it yeah. always astounds me. Generator Rex. Did you ever watch that show? Sounds familiar. It was alongside the time of Ben Ten back in the late two thousands. Uh, I was I was on the very tail end of childhood with Ben Ten. Like okay. I watched the first couple seasons. Yeah, and then I just sort of eh, whatever. Yeah, Generator Rex uh, was made by the same people who made Ben Ten, I okay. think, and yeah. similar art style. It was about a it was about a a kid who has the power to. Um, who has the power to um, fix uh, abnormalities because there was like this massive nanobot um, wave around the world or whatever. Mm-hmm. So everybody has these sleeping nanites and when they activate, they transform people into hideous monsters. Yeah. Rex, the title character, has the power to, once he, you know, healing touch, so to speak, just get him back to normal. It's a whole thing. And in one episode, they were dealing with this giant monster with fangs, fur, teeth, everything. It was a chupacabra. He tried to fix it. And it's like, no, it's a natural animal. And <laughs> no, that's a thing. It that's looks a like, thing that exists. And it looks like a combination of like a giant bat mixed with a fox sort of thing. Like, you can look it up. Yeah, I'm going to look that it's a It's a definite variation on chupacabra that made me go... I can accept it for the universe that they're in because it's such a strange universe. And then we had, you know, live action movies like Chupacabra Dark Seas. Do you remember that one? Yep. Which had John Reese Davies, of all people, in it. Gimli himself in there. Ah, uh, that movie was. That movie was something else. Hell, that was actually the first time I remember seeing was something with Giancarlo Esposito. Gus. Gus from Breaking Bad. Yep. It's weird. Yeah, Chupacabra seemed to... From like 06 to 10, 11, was like the main antagonist for every straight-to-the-sci-fi channel yep. movie. There was always something, and it was always a guy in a suit looking like a freaking demon with mauled skin. Was, 
god-awful CGI from 20 years prior to when the movie was made. Yeah. There's no like doubt on that some one. Scorpion King CGI. Oh, boy. Rip. <laughs> but there are so many different examples of the Chupacabra in the media from books, books, toys, television, music. We could have an entire episode strictly alone talking about everything. Yeah, just the variations. Oh, yeah. Just the multiverse versions. <laughs> and one of the last things I remember seeing, there's actually, I think it was a Netflix show, name escapes me right now, but there's actually a character who can transform into a chupacabra. Like a rage werewolf situation. <laughs> where he looks like a combination of the two creatures. So mm -hmm. mostly dog-like, but like spikes down his back. Wasn't it also in Hellboy? It wouldn't surprise me. I mean... I've not read Hellboy, so I can't... Well, um, the new one. That was questionable mm, at best. No, that was a bunch of <clears throat> demons. There was no Chupacabra, because it was up in England. It was No, there. no, not, not in England, like the opening scene. He's in Mexico. That was a vampire bat. That was a that was a vampire bat. Okay, like I can't remember situation. if it was vampire or Chupi. No, it wasn't Chupacabra. Okay. Did you ever watch The Secret Saturdays? I just saw that scrolling through for the Generator Rex one. Yep. yep. They had Chupacabras in there as well. That was that was a fun show. It's a shame that Cartoon Network cut it out. Like, they forced it to end. It was American bad. Dragon Jake Long. Yep. Oh, again, permeates. Danny, I think Danny Phantom. Wouldn't surprise me. I'm sure there was a, more than a few Nickelodeon, because Nickelodeon was like the edgier Cartoon Network Ugh. in that time frame. But there was plenty, dude. Yeah. And that's there, and it's sometimes just the name of the episode. Um, Play of the word, something with goat. Yeah, there's so, always something. So basically, how far in are we on this episode? It'll be a short one. Okay. Like, we're only at 43 minutes, which I'm fine with. This was going to be, this was definitely going to be more of a discussion episode. And, yeah. Which I'm, which this is going to happen. We're going to have some discussion episodes. And just this, mine is going to be the same exact thing. Yeah, like it's so going to be a discussion. Your next one, yeah. Yeah. But, so basically, you're, I'm just going to break it down in the most nihilistic, fun way I can think of. That is two very contradicting statements there. <laughs> fun nihilism. Absolutely. Nietzsche, yeah. Nietzsche, you're enjoying yourself Nietzsche right now, with the clown you? horn. With honk, the honk. <laughs> We're all going to die. <laughs> so your favorite cryptid, the one that got you hooked into this, and the reason, some of the reason that we're friends and the reason we are having this podcast right here and right now was never real. Yep. And the closest actual variation is a mangy dog. Yep. What's that say about my life? <laughs> and on that <laughs> note. Yeah, no, it, <laughs> as much as I love it, this creature for sure has, this creature for sure, it captured my imagination when I was a kid, it definitely fueled a passion that yeah. I, I still have, I take a very skeptical note of it, oh, but yeah. I do love, like, looking into people's reports, yeah. and just hearing it's, these, hearing these, you know, campfire ghost stories of yeah. people talking about it, it's... And Chupacabra, when I first started getting into the into the interest of it. It was probably in my top ten. 
easily. You know, Mothman, Jersey Devil, Loch Ness, Sasquatch, Jersey Chupacabra was in there. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't realize it was the alien from Species. Mm-hmm. And then you look at her and it's like Yeah. <laughs> You're a goat sucker. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Sad panda noise. Mm. Sad. Oh, God. Yeah. All right. So, we've actually sort of waltzed around my topic next, doing with diseases of animals and variations of animals and all that sort of stuff. So, do you have a big topic for us next time? I have a... Oh, my God, I didn't... Oh, my God. <laughs> We're not filming... We're not recording the next episode because you're... You're not allowed here anymore. <laughs> Don't believe him, everyone. But believe me. <laughs> I'm gonna kill him. Yeah. <laughs> yes, something big, Tim. <laughs> hey, you set me up for it. But with that out of the way, everybody, thank you all you once again so for much. listening to I'm Tall and Short Pod with Tim and Tony. <laughs> Ignore him as best you can. I'm going to murder Tim. <laughs> if you'd like to meet us on socials, we have Tall and Short Pod on Facebook and Instagram. If you want to send us an email, please send an email to tallandshortpod at gmail.com. That is T-A-L-L-A-N-D-S-H-O-R-T-P-O-D at gmail.com. All right, but that out of the way, thank you all, everybody. Have an amazing day.